Welcome back to <laughs> Fitbit Pod of Mine. My name is Ben Lomas, and uh, I have woken up at the crack of the dawn, uh, decided to do an early pod, and the person I'd like to have wake up to at the crack of dawn is Dorothy Singer. <laughs> I woke up with Fitbit. Um, it is uh, nice to hear your crackling voice in the morning ah. because that's a testament to. We've woken up at 7 a.m. because I would say excitingly. Things are busy again for us, and all of a yes. sudden, finding time that synchronizes with both our schedules is getting harder, and the best time we found it was 7 a.m. 7 a.m., and 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 look, it's good because thanks God, for the because we are currently in separate cities, so we thanks are... Thanks God. Is God like listen, a listener now? Thanks God <laughs> uh, for subscribing to Patreon. Thanks, thanks for um, getting on board, but yes, we this is the only time we could find it before our podcast comes out. Uh, Friday midday uh, mm-hmm. every week, and uh, but yeah, thank God works picked up. But when we say works picked up, it, it is a free for all till Christmas. It is it is just craziness where people want a comedian or they or some television productions working on something, but it's just gone crazy it, again all the way till Christmas. Like like the good old days, still like the good old days. I that's know, it, I know. And I got to say, at the top, uh, I am so much unfit for this world. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, context. So I had this thing where uh, I was doing some recording. I'm doing some voiceover stuff all day. And uh, I had to sneak in my workout before that. So I had to get up, do the workout, because I don't want to break my streak now. I'm up to like 240 days in a row, right, of not not missing a workout. And so I'm like, fuck that. I'm still going to get the workout in. And then um, did the voiceover thing till like 7 p.m. Then went straight to Catfish Comedy for two shows there. And then we were going to do the podcast afterwards at like 11 o'clock at night until we said, fuck it, let's do it in the morning. And so that to me is proper insanity right that that schedule which again i'm grateful for don't get me wrong i don't don't yeah, ever right. listen to any of this as being uh annoyance but it's just i'm only human and also uh i i i was able to do that back in 2019 and i've got to say fuck i'm very proud of 2019 Dilrook. like how did he do it what a legend <laughs> like he fucking went through so many things he bounced from wearing popping different hats i'm like once I do one job, like a podcast or one gig, I'm like, all right, that's me for the day done. I'm going to go back to my little Betty buys, put on my, um, put, have a nice warm shower and go to bed at 9.30. Like, what the fuck? This world is, this, we're not equipped to deal with this world. No. And, and, and it's funny you say that because you can tell from my voice, there is next to nothing left of it. And I have to go back and work again because I did my first gig, which is even more weird because I hopped Firstly, I hopped on a plane to Sydney, which was the most bizarre experience I've had. Because what they do is you get there and you're like, wow, I haven't flown a plane for a while. You wear your mask, then you social distance, and then you hop on the plane and you all fucking sit next to each other like sardines, which makes no fucking sense. None. Like, it's just so weird. I mean, you're next to each other with a mask. and You're like, okay, well, the plane's back. We're all wearing a mask. And then you're like, you kind of look at each other and, you know, the two guys on either side clearly had flown again since the pandemic, but I hadn't. So I was a little bit nervous. And then, of course, the food comes around. Everyone takes their mask off. What's the fucking point? What's the fucking point? Sure, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so, yeah. So tell us. So, so, so they airport security. Any? What's? It's normal. It's just normal sort of metal detector stuff. Nothing to yeah. do with COVID at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it, you just wear your mask the whole way through. Pretty much, you wear it from by the time you get into the taxi to when you get. Oh no! But when you get to Sydney, it's a different ball game. But well, on that's the what plane, I'm saying. so go take us step step by step. So yeah, okay, so, so you got on. The, so once you get to the Qantas line or whatever the flight, do they check your temperature there? No. No, no, no one's checking. No one's checking temperatures. No one's oh. checking anything. You do sign say, something saying, uh, uh, "Yeah, have you been in close contact with you know someone from COVID?" You sign blah, a blah, waiver blah, blah. to cover their ass, but yeah, really, but really there's, no, there's no temperature checks. Like, well, there's 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 that. The issue with the virus is that, that you can be asymptomatic and still pass oh, it. Absolutely. Right? So so the fact that so so hang on, does asymptomatic mean that your temperature wouldn't show it anyway? No, it wouldn't. Oh motherfucker, what a kind of a virus. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. December third, two thousand and twenty, Dill has finally realized its virus is shit. 
Now, look, and there is talk uh, already that, uh, you know, there's already 800,000 vaccines uh, going to be distributed in the UK. So UK is having a crack at a proper vaccine. Oh, cool, because they only have a population of 750,000. <laughs> so they'll have like 50,000 extra. To give but they're out. the first ones who, who, who are doing it. They've given it the all clear. Uh, oh, so wow. they kind of need it. But when I landed in Sydney, I walked off the plane and then I kept wearing my mask. No one was wearing a mask. Like, like at least 95% of people aren't wearing a mask. I just didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't until I got into the cab. He's like, where to? And I was like, Darling Harbour. And he's like, uh, yeah. In my head. Sorry, that's so dumb. But the way you said it, I got in the cab. I thought you want to go to a place called Harbour. And the cab driver, you're like, where do you want to go? The, the Darling Harbour. Darling. Darling Harbour. <laughs> so you call the cab driver Darling. Um, they call the, um, and so then I drive and he's like, yeah. Uh, uh, hey bro, you can take your mask off. And I was like, no mate, it's I'm totally cool. He's like, yeah, from Melbourne. I said, yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's, you can take it off now. I was like, I'm not taking it off. I feel more comfortable <clears throat> wearing it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, get it. You guys went through, and then he just talked to me like we'd gone through war. At, like, and Melbourne did go through a very tough period. And I always get the feeling, even after talking to the taxi driver, that they didn't quite understand it. But it wasn't until I got into my room that I took my mask off. It, that's pretty much how I got into. I checked into the hotel, went up here. I'm here now, and I took it off. And I was like, here we go. And I was like, maybe, maybe I'll get used, get used to it. And it wasn't until because I'm working on a television show up here. And then it was the biggest shock. I was like, I have not held a microphone in my hand for about eight months. My last gig was at the Comics Lounge in, in early March, I think it was. It was the last time I did something Wow. Um, with friends of the show, Dave Thornton and Harley Breen. So I was like, okay. I was like, here we go. What is this? And I just walked out on stage and there's like maybe like 300 plus people there all with no masks and it was yeah. just the weirdest thing well with the mask it just reminds me of your idea that the cab driver was like take it off man you're like no man i feel more comfortable it just now you know finally finally you now know what it's like to feel like a muslim woman defending her right to wear a veil you're like it's just what i'm more comfortable with i don't care you might think it's oppressive or whatever but this is how i want to pre- Want to live it's, my life. It's, tr- it's true. I, could, I, I should. Yeah, that's it. That's that and your and your love of um, pork and not being able to eat it. That's the same. That's the common thing between you and a Muslim woman. <laughs> oh God, I could do with some pork. I haven't had. I haven't had. No, not that I have breakfast at this time. But uh, so I work. So that's why my voice is so stuffed. So okay, I work. Yeah, so yeah. So you go there, do the production, and no one's wearing masks. And you're... no one's wearing masks. And I, I was excited and also really nervous because I was taking over from another guy. Um, who had to leave, and because I was so excited to do it last night, I had a long, yeah, you know, a really fun time. <clears throat> Hence, my voice is so stuffed because I was so excited, riffing, talking to people, you know, you know, chuck, like I hadn't done it like a joke, joke in ages, and I was just like, oh. I've noticed we've been catching up. <laughs> we've been catching up once a week for the last so many months. <laughs> it was so. I'm glad you finally did. It, it was so nice uh, to uh, actually, yeah, just in front of an audience and so yeah so tonight hopefully it'll be a little I'll be less weirded out tonight um, but yeah it was uh, it's it's a whole weird thing like 2021 really will be a pause in everything that we would do in our industry like that's what 2021 pretty much is that we're just are we literally going to continue from where we left off which seems weird because the arts are still affected but for so many people I think that will be the same some people have worked through this uh, some people have started hobbies. Some people have lost weight. Some people have gained weight. Hey, <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's like for some people, it really, I think for our maybe our industry, especially in television, it's like, oh, it kicks off again. Again, annoyingly, so much of the work is in Sydney still. But but yeah, I wonder. Like, there will still. I think it's so fucking. Again, here's another one of Deal's hot take. Uh, prepare prepare this is up there with the uh the pandemic is a kind of a virus uh, all right uh i reckon the world changed forever uh that's my big big take no what i mean by that is that there's going to be some changes that happened during lockdown and the pandemic or this year that are going to now be a permanent fixture something that you couldn't have maybe maybe decided years ago i reckon there's going to be certain productions that will continue without audiences they're like fuck it yeah. it's just it's cheaper oh, yeah. that way uh i reckon more people are going to work from home they're like yeah you know what it worked so i'm just going to come into the office once or twice a day a week um with someone i think i might have even mentioned this on a podcast where someone said that that would mean more people will 
buy that beach house and live there and only drive yeah. into the city twice a week or whatever because they'll have five days in the beach house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things like that. Uh, but what I think will be interesting is, you know, like comedy. I've been doing heaps of gigs. I was, I think I'm up to like 10 plus because I was literally like, I even popped in like at, you know, Voltaire, which is uh, one of the smaller gigs around town. Uh, just mainly comics and one or two other punters or whatever. But I'm like, I'm back, baby. I need to get back because here's my thinking. My thinking is that there's a lot of dust and rust that I need to get rid of. So the first, almost the first or second gig back, my hands were shaking from nerves. I'm like, what the fuck? This is all, like, I forgot I have a fear of public speaking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'd been doing it so much. I forgot. Oh, that's right. This is a phobia that I have. This this job is a phobia. (laughs) And so I was like, I have to like, make sure I get rid of all those because at some point it's going to, I'm going to need to pick my game up. And, you know, so you know, like this weekend, I have my first interstate gig. It's um, Merrick Watts' gigs that he runs in wineries. It's in Orange, New South Wales. And that's like a 20-minute kind of, you know, more or less a headline spot. Like I'm not headlining myself, but the spot is you got to bring your best 20. And I'm like, I don't know if I have that now. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I need to like, like, again, I would have done that gig in my sleep before the pandemic, like my match fitness is so high. And again, I'm not trying to yeah. be arrogant, but it's just, that's how often we'd gig, right? Um, but now it's like, guys, can I do a five minutes, go like take a breather, shake it off, come back, do the other five. And then like, just almost like drip yeah. feed into the 20 minutes. But it's more like, I just forgot how many elements to stand up. This is another, okay, deal's hot take number three. <laughs> stand up is hard. I never, I I mean, I forgot how hard this is, like, because there's so many little tiny little nuances, like, like your uh, instincts, Ben, how did you find that? I found my biggest issue with uh, the first few gigs was there's a gap between my my reflexes, comedy reflexes, right? Yeah. So say I fumble a line, how quickly I recover, say I'm chatting to the crowd, how long it takes me to to come up with something. Those reflexes were all off because I'm oh. too busy in my head about am I standing correctly? Am I, am my hands shaking or not? Oh, my I was I was all over the shop. I I it, it was I think it wasn't until halfway through the second show of last night that I was like, oh there it is. That once I'd found, you know, my three or four people go-tos in the audience that I riffed with, that I could then, you know, weave in callbacks and you know, and because it's covid times, you got to be very careful There's only so how close you can get to the hosts. It's also a new format that I never worked with. So it wasn't until I got there that I quite have understood that I, you know, what I saw a glimpse of my reflex disappeared as quickly as I saw it. I was like, at least I know it's still there. I just have to hone it again because, ah, okay. Yeah. Because that's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, everyone talks about muscle memory. Well, I think this is pretty much the same thing where, you know, Nick Cody said it to me. It's like, he reckons there's no difference between two weeks and six months. That's, that's how he felt that it, it'll come back because it's in there for you. But then it's so funny because it's like, I was thinking that I was like, I am the opposite to match fit. And I was the only thing I match fit in, in the last six months is parenting. That's the only thing I'm absolutely match fit in. The rest, the rest seems, I seems, you know, squash, uh, you know, running, even cycling. It's all those things where I was like, I need to build up that stamina to get to that match fitness level. I was like, that's the only thing I was like, parenting all over this, you know, I'm thinking about it. Uh, but then last night I was like, oh, you know, it's going to take a while to get to that. I've got another four days on this show. So <clears throat> if my voice is like this, I, I don't know what it's going to be like after day five. So I'm going to try and, you know, now I've got to work out how to sustain my voice. Um, and also, you know, like there'll be the same people in there in the audience. So I was just like, you, I'm going to mix it up. So it's going to be really, yeah, it's going to be super weird to see how I pound it. And also, I feel like this is like first night, you know, the first night of anything. It's always good. First night's great of a festival. I'm, I'm worried about second night blues tonight. <laughs> wow, right. Okay, that's interesting because you have the enthusiasm of that first one. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny, Cody and I had almost identical chat, uh, but about a different topic, which uh, is about how you know, ex-sports players who put weight on, um, when they lose weight, like they get shredded so quickly. So they're, they're, apparently, Cody was saying a lot of um, G, um, fitness equipment or diets or whatever, they get exporting people because that base of 
shreddedness muscles are still underneath them yeah, so they yeah, go yeah. from you know being flabby and 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 fat to shredded quicker because that shit's still underneath there it just puffs out again do you know what i mean it just yeah. like the muscle whereas when you're a skinny person trying to build muscle you have to regrow like you actually have to grow the muscles out Whereas for, um, I, I, this is again, you know, who knows whether this is actually backed by science, but this is two comedians <laughs> talking about it. So was explaining that, yeah, it's like if you're a ripped massive guy like Schwarzenegger, let's say, or Tyson, Tyson's a better example because he just came out of, you know, retirement and shit. But that was always still underneath him somewhere. So it just was covered by lots of fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, so, so it was when he just shreds. And he got he goes, super fat. Yeah. So it's just the same way I would say with us, with comedy, would be the thing. It's just somewhere there was a body of comedian who would be gigging every night and has that ability. Yeah. It's just covered by a dude who is on the couch for eight months trying try not to cry <laughs> and eat ice cream <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. So, okay. um, or going to, I, was, I mentioned this last night, like, you know, like when you just go, because oh, I've written no COVID material. Like, I, I just seriously just parented for those eight months. But it was so funny last night that I was even like, cause I'm just t- talking about ever, but I was like, I was saying that, you know, like when you go to a bar and you walk into the bar and they say, oh, do you want the usual if you're a local? I had the same thing at my local bakery, <laughs> which just made me realize, I, you know, you don't have your usuals at a bakery. You, you shouldn't have that at all. It should be like a once in a fortnight thing. But because I was going to my local bakery so much, they knew my order. And, and yeah. if I think about it now, it's like at the time I was like, oh, this is funny. But I think about it, I was like, oh, well, that's the reason why you stacked on the kilos. You love that bakery. You made love to that bakery. Um, I was Matt Fit, Matt Fitch. Fitch. Matt Fitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, the king of um, rivers back. It's better than... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Limo... Good friend of the show, Limo, was telling me that uh, he's bought low. He went to get some wine, and the guy, he got to offer, he was like, All right, Limo, see you tomorrow, mate. Like, not even, <laughs> not even, like, sarcastic, not even trying to be funny. Just genuinely like, All right, brother, see you tomorrow. Like, just same time, same place. That's fine. Um, uh, begs the question why isn't Limo buying in bulk? Like, come on, mate. You used to be an accountant. Yeah, Economies exactly. of scale. Um, I want to ask you about. Um, I'm just trying to think. I don't have too many updates from my end in terms of stuff. I've I've been just a quick one. Yeah, I think same as what we chatted about last week. Uh, lockdown has come out. Uh, ease of lockdown. I've been eating uh, out a lot more, uh, and I've kind of put on about four kilos. So I'm hovering around the 78, 79 mark. Right, that's my pretty much my update. Uh, and shoulder is slowly recovering. Now, with you, what I wanted to ask is what is happening with squash. So I am back. So I played squash. Uh, so that opened up. Uh, because the last time we spoke, uh, you were about to go play squash, and we were all worried whether you're going to come back with injuries. Well, this so this so this is interesting. Uh, no injuries. Now I I'm a bit surprised by this because I'm hovering around the 120 mark, and I was like, well, this is gonna I, I'm going to get injuries, but because I've been doing boot camp the whole time, I didn't realize how strong I was. Like uh-huh. I was like. You know, I'm still, you know, still nowhere near the weight I want to be. But I was like, uh, so I went in there. But the mate I play with, we've been playing for like what is it, two years now. He's never beaten me, so it, this was his chance. This was this was it. It was like it's now and ever. If I get my legs back and I get my speed back, then I should usually beat him. And um, he was so pumped, and uh, I won the first game. I couldn't believe it. I think I got lucky. I won the second game. The third game, the fourth game, I just, I found my squash legs and then he won a couple, but it was that same thing. I was like, oh, again, the technique was there, but because my legs are for some reason, they just felt stronger than they ever have before. And because I've been doing lunges, I've never done lunges until really boot camp had forced me to do it. So I just had all these, like, I was getting lower to the ball than I had before, which was really weird. No speed. must be so strong right now. Um, I love the way he said it too. (laughs) Um, yeah, so Sorry, that was put my pants back on. <laughs> well, I am, I am in a hotel, so uh, you are in a hotel, and also I love the top you're wearing. The yes, I'm wearing your Lululemon top. It's, no, it's uh, your Lululemon now. It, it's my Lululemon top. Um, I am. It's a good I color. It's I my comfortable. How good that color is. It's, it's a good color. It's a good great color. color. Um, uh, 
Yeah, but sorry. No, so your butt is good. Your your lunging's. Yeah, so I got no push. speed. I got no speed. Like I am sluggish because I'm you so heavy. You need my dealer's number. <laughs> but, but I have no speed. So, but lunging and reach, I still had. So I played. Uh, I played uh, on uh, the Monday. Then I played on the Wednesday. Then I played on the Thursday. I played three times in that week, oh, and wow. I was so so because I was like, hey, my car, my love, my favorite cardio is back. And since over lockdown, I have now one, two, three, four, four squash buddies that I can call. So the, the aim is to have enough squash buddies or fellow squash dogs that I can just go, hey, do you want to play today? The, the aim is I'd love to be able to play every second day, pretty much like I used to, to keep that cardio up um, and uh, and play a bit more because it's my favorite cardio. Like, and again, like if I think about it, you know, my main exercise was riding 70 kilometers a week to gigs and squash every second day. Now that isn't you know that could come back i'd love it if it came back because it worked for me but uh but yeah so that's uh squash was squash was really good and also the fact that the squash courts are still there is amazing because you know for every squash court in inner city melbourne you know one squash court is a million dollar townhouse and in the middle of a pandemic when you can't play on them would have seemed pretty tempting to sell yeah because also pre-pandemic squash was on the way out Absolutely. I play, if you ever go to Melbourne and you just want to get transported back in time, there is a squash venue in Essendon. It's the Essendon Squash Club. It has been there since the 1950s. And I love it because, you know, what What have, what have most businesses done uh, throughout lockdown, Deal? What have most businesses done who can't open their doors? What have they done? Pivoted. Uh, or pivoted, or invested in the building. So they've just either oh. painted stuff or fixed stuff up. Essendon Squash Club, nothing. It's like, it's still it's still the cracks in the wall are from uh, the 1950s. And that's what I love about it. It's like, it, it's just, you, it's you transport it back in time. Nothing has been upgraded in this place. Nothing. So if you ever want to play squash. So and that's why, and that, that's the reason why I'm not allowed in the premises because of my pigmentation. <laughs> They're like, no, no, you're kind of not welcoming. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Deliveries <laughs> from the back, please. <laughs> Um, um, the, so. they, they, that's really interesting about that. I mean, I, I, like the squash, like there must be like some elite squash player, someone who represented Australia or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Must be, he or she must be smashing their head, wondering, seeing like squash courts go down, but pole dancing centers open up everywhere, <laughs> going, "What the hell happened to my sport?" You know, oh, where like so pole so fitness. Good. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, we should look into that, man. Like, pole fitness is a proper thing. Like, your core strength and stuff would need to be so strong. There are so many women um, that I know that go to pole fitness classes. And apparently it's, A, I mean, obviously, no doubt it's hard. And this doesn't lead to, you know, taking your clothes off. It's just using the same dance moves to strengthen yourself. Man, like, what a workout that would be. I, I have someone I know who got a pole into their apartment or their house. And she sent me a video of her trying to do a move, and then it loosened up, and she nearly fell. I'm like, "That, good lord, there's got to be a better way to do co-core workouts." But I, I remember, like, when did you reckon it started getting big pole dancing classes? Ten years ago? Is it ten years ago? Do you reckon? Like, yeah, and isn't there a rumor, or was it someone's stand-up bit that was based on bullshit that there was going to be a like an, an Olympic event pole pole dancing? <laughs> well, I mean, look, you, to be honest, you could, it's, you know, from throwing the ribbon in the air and a ball in the air, what's the difference between swinging around a pole? There's not that much difference. Well, I would say it has, feels like it will have more skill than the ribbon one. Like, again, no offense the, the, to the, any of our listeners no, who are definitely ribbon offense. dancers. Definitely offense. Fuck off. I, I'm, I'm a defender of anyone who has a passion and gets to an elite level. Like, it might not I be agree. for us. It's, you know, it's just not easy. Man, do you know what I found out about? This is completely sidetracking, but walking, walking, um, the Olympic event, walking races. Uh, I think do you know, you know, walking, like it's the, the yeah. race, the walking I'm familiar race. with it. Been doing a fair bit in lockdown. No, but the, the elites, they walk at a pace of sub four minutes per kilometer. Like they're nearly, they run, they walk faster than I can run. And I'm going I, full pelt. I cannot fucking get my head around the physics of it. I cannot get my head around the physics of it. Well, my my How do, you do that. Well, I'll tell you why, and my dad explains it quite well. Uh, being a physiotherapist, you destroy your hips. You destroy your hips 
walking that fast. That is what you do. You well, look, destroy them. Because a lot of professional walkers, the irony is later on in life, they really struggle to walk. A lot of them need hip replacements. That's how crazy that sport is. It's crazy. I mean, okay, there's so many things we could say. Well, I can't believe that person's doing that because later on in their life, they're going to be destroyed. Like, people could argue and look at what we do for a living because these guys go out there, it put themselves through emotional turmoil in their 30s, and then in their 40s, they're all fucking depressed, right? Like, spot you could on. argue. WWE as well. On. Like, oh, they, all these WWE nurses, their bodies are broken. Look, let's not worry about the future. I'm talking about the current physics. How can you walk quicker than my... I'm, like, running... Full pelt, by the way, and I can just crack under four minutes now for like maybe for a minute. Maybe I can go under four, but they're doing it for like marathons and, and also and the trick for them. But, yeah. the, but the trick for them is they can never have both feet off the ground. Correct. That's what yeah. de- determines that's it. the rule. A, so that's at the rule. any given time, one foot has to be uh, on the floor, and you could do like there's 50 kilometer races. So you could do 49 kilometers correctly. But if you'd break it once in the last kilometer, your whole race. Well, there's is a invalid. famous, I think there's a famous Australian that happened to. She was on gear to get the gold medal, the silver medal. Yeah. And when she got into the stadium, the flag went up and it was her third warning and she was out and she broke down, understandably. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, wow. Man. I, but I just, just think about those, the, that number. That's how fast. And also, my friend who was telling me about it, um, she was saying like a lot of them have a great sense of humor. Because they look they, ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So this is exactly it. Because they keep getting heckled and people talking shit at them when they're on the the tracks. So apparently it's quite oh, constant yeah. for someone to drive past going, just fucking run, you idiot, and things like that. So they're so used to getting heckled while they're just trying to do their sport that they love That's that they have funny. like a real like a resilient sense of humor because you think about it they do look ridiculous they, I'm sure they know that because oh, it's definitely. all in the hips right as you, you your, oh, your father Ian has identified yeah it's um, amazing but, but, but I just couldn't get my head around the speed like I knew they were going fast dude but they are and how do you get into it like is it one of those yeah. things where you ran and you're like I'm just not fast enough, but when it comes to walking, I am. I, I glide. I glide. Well, dude, that's actually a really good question. How so do you get into it? Do you reckon they're faster walkers than they're runners? I, like, no. Nah, wow. Do you know Physi- what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, do they have a technique <laughs> that's so refined and so good that they're able to move there? So, and also, kind of like a baby. Not- like a baby, sometimes babies can grow faster than when they first walk. It's a, uh, it, except they never grow out of it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, so the idea that you could always walk faster than you could run—that would be a weird. That'd be a weird life to live. That lead. must be though, right? Because it must be so like, like they train themselves so much. And, and speaking of like exotic dancers, uh, a friend of mine who is a dancer, she she uh, has been wearing stilettos for so long as a um, as a strip. I think stripper is the right correct word. I think uh, adult entertainment. Is uh, it? Adult, okay. adult entertainer. Uh, she's been wearing stilettos for such a long time that uh, now when she wears flats, it, it hurts her legs. She's more comfortable in stilettos. Jesus Christ. That is, in, that is <laughs> crazy. Imagine what has happened to her calves or whatever, the way her body, the legs are aligned. She's more comfortable in thick, thick heels than so she just, is on so flats. So stretching out those calves is yeah. her just standing normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'd be on her tippy toes as is her more comfort comfortable than just dropping the heel onto the floor. See, I've never understood the heel. Like, I, when people go, oh, I love a woman in heels, I've never understood it. I, it for me, it has always looked awkward. It has never looked butt like... Butt lift, isn't it? In the butt, you, you have better butt posture. I've never heard that before. You know what, listeners, uh, send us in your information. Uh, tell us what your butt like when you wear stilettos. Uh, and yes, I am open to seeing your pictures. Because uh, I, I get it shows the legs and, and like maybe that's the problem. That fucking last sentence was, <laughs> Jesus Christ, still. It's been a long walk down, buddy. It's been a long walk Hey, uh, speaking of listeners, I do want to... Uh, so I want to give a shout out to some listeners because... Spotify, Benjamin, has a uh, thing where they tell you what your most listened to songs and artists and blah, 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 blah. Um, And we have a listener, Lachlan, uh, who's uh, just posted yesterday his most listened to podcast for 2020 was Fitbit. Ah, very good. I'm sure. Very good. I I just genuinely felt so good seeing that. 
because that's amazing. Like what? At least one person in the world listened to us more than any other podcast. In so like, just good. means so much. It just means so so much, and I was so excited. He has streamed seven thousand four hundred and sixteen minutes of Fitbit in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of fucking Fitbit. That's a lot realize. of us. That is a lot of us. It's so I love good. that. I love that. And, uh, and good on him. He, so he, I think one of the reasons why we managed to, you know, destroy the algorithm from uh, for any other podcast is because he got joined the. He started listening for the first time this year. So he had a yeah. big binge session, which is great. And also we had a couple of other people like someone named Lucy. Uh, we were in her top five. And uh, just love it. It just genuinely uh, makes me really happy to know that we were someone's, you know, top five list, uh, listen to podcasts. Yeah. No, I absolutely love it. Um, I'll do a couple of shout outs as well. Uh, shout out to Leighton uh, on Patreon as well. He uh, He's given us some amazing suggestions and uh, also... You know, what we love about Patreon as well is people who get involved and, and bring up things that we hadn't heard of. So there's a couple of topics coming our way on Patreon. So Leighton, we love your suggestions. For like love bonus topics? Yeah, bonus topics. Uh, and Can I ask like, what? Let's share with the listeners like what type of... Well, one topics. is, uh, you heard of the 80-20 rule? Oh, yeah. It's a Richard Koch. He wrote yeah. a book about it. Now, it's so funny. For some reason, like it was that one had never come across... Like, I just had never heard of it. Like, I never well, heard... Well, Tim Ferriss, who I uh, worship, uh, I, I worship the altar of Tim Ferriss. His whole philosophy is based around the 80-20 principle. Yeah, because I never read his four-hour week. I've just read his tribe of mentors and stuff, like, where he's dabbled in it. But I've never, like, I've never... Somehow that's kind of, uh, you know, hasn't really crossed my path. So I, I really was like, oh, maybe I will look into that. And um... So 80-20, for those of you who don't know, it's based on the Pareto ratio, or Pareto efficiency ratio, whatever it's called, with the idea being that 80, like, so for example, if you're in sales, it yeah. uh, consistently it looks like 80% of your income comes from 20% of your clients. Yeah. So the theory is that, well, if that's where 80% of the income comes from, then you might as well invest in that 20%, like work on those 20% of the clients more yeah. than uh, the others because, you know, you're going to get better results. So same with 80-20 uh, with the... Um, uh, what's it called? Um, slow carb diet that Tim Ferriss talked about, the four-hour yeah. four body. Uh, it's basically saying, look, if you want to get 80% of the results, this is the 20% of the effort that you need to put into. So just make sure you do that 20% correctly. That's why he's like, no carbs, you know, uh, no sugars, and then have a cheat day. So it's not the perfect thing. Like if you're doing it 100%, yeah, you're then... only going to gain another 20% of results. Yeah. So his point was like 80% is good enough. And if you're getting 80% only with 20% effort, then why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. And that ratio pops up consistently across various studies. And they're like, oh, this is quite interesting. So I'm, try I'm trying to think the equivalent in our world in stand-up comedy. And I guess, you know, 20%, 80% of the my for me uh, my writing improves with the 20% of gigging that I do as opposed to the other 80% of like sitting down and writing. And, oh, you man, know, I'm exactly you know the I mean? same. I'm exactly it's the like same. It's like that live pressure of having to entertain an audience immediately then and there gives me better punchlines than me sitting at a notebook for 10, 10 hours trying to figure out, you know, is it funny yep. to say super duper or lollipop? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I've never referenced Super Duper, but it just, you know, that's but that's the minutia of stand up that I do love. Just trying to think, what's a funnier word? Is it Super Duper or Lollipop? The um, yeah. So um, yeah. So it's just interesting. So uh, look, a lot of shout outs on. So a whole uh, topic on eighty twenty. He wants yeah, us to do. Yeah, yeah. So he just really wanted to uh, unpack that, champion. which I was like, uh, I really enjoy that. And of course, uh, you know, another shout out from uh, Jackie. A lot of Patreon listeners have been uh, really uh, supportive uh, in the last uh, couple of days. Um, oh, you know, mixed response just... on the on the last episode, but that's what we like about Patreon. We like that. We like the uh, you know some what you liked, what you didn't like. That's what Patreon's about. So the uh, Ben Russell Star Trek one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's was... the thing I'll say. Uh, don't I, he, the way I look at Patreon, and you guys tell me if this is, uh, this is unfair. When I subscribe to a podcast Patreon, it is me saying, hey, I've really enjoyed the entertainment that you've been giving exactly. for free. Here's a little extra something as we a thank it. you for those free content. So anything that happens on Patreon in my opinion, is bonus. It's like extra. It's bonus. like you're not... No, I'm not owed any entertainment from them. It's like <laughs> them saying, hey, thank you for 
for for for uh, subscribing. Uh, so here's a little something extra. So that's why I love the Patreon episodes because it just can be whatever. And it like can we be try, free. it can be yeah. loose, uh, yeah. which yeah. we already so are. We I don't, are I don't loose. like. Sorry, mate. Go. <laughs> but no, no. Which is what we are. But it was, it was. Um, what was that one response? Um, I can't remember. It was just like, you know, some people aren't Star Trek fans. Neither am I. And if you're not, listen to the Patreon because you can realise how little I know and how I'm not terribly interested in it either. So, so you know, that's how it works. That's what I love about it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I just still, I just still love that. That you know, we. That's what podcasts are for, right? It's just like. Do the thing that you love and want to do, and exactly. then hopefully other people listen to it, right? That's how yeah. I always approach. I try our best to be mindful of the fact that we have listeners, but the reality is this whole podcast is just for you and me. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's just so therapy. nice. It's just so nice to see this, like, the number of response. Like, I, I got to be honest with you. It's been such a... yeah. Uh, such a lovely thing to see this year, the number of people that have messaged to say how the podcast has been important for them, how it's given them perspectives on, you know, being kinder to themselves, yeah. learning that if you have setbacks, just keep going because that's what you and I are doing. Just keep yeah. going. That sort of mentality. I love that. Like, don't get me wrong. It fuels the fuck out of me. And, oh. and, and I really appreciate all the feedback and I love that how much people love this podcast. But yeah, the truth is like... Uh, I, I try my best to remind myself that this is the podcast I want to listen to. And exactly. this is like, unfortunately, it's going to be a bit dictatorship in that sense because I'm like, well, I don't really care <laughs> what the listeners like, you know, say you should, you shouldn't say that or you should say more of this. I'm like, yeah, that, that. get and, your own podcast. <laughs> and that's what I like about it because the thing about this podcast and the reason why we still do it is A, uh, we are mates trying to uh, better ourselves in whatever journey we are on. But then I love our listeners because they're doing the same thing and mm. they're sharing it with us. Case yeah. in point is the young dad who sent me a message uh, from Canberra saying, hey, buddy, I'm struggling as well. I'm really mm. struggling as well. It's been pretty hard and I haven't been in lockdown. But I actually, you know what? I lost my job. I was home with the kids, put on some kilos. And it was just a simple back and forth message. Yeah. He said, look, thanks to the pod. Uh, it's nice to know that someone else is uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. He said, that's you. I can't wait. Uh, you know, I've started my journey again to get fit and healthy. Uh, but, you know, again, flipping it, going, well, what an amazing time with the kids. And, um, you know, speak to us in three or four months' time where I will do anything to have a week straight with my kids with no work. And I know <laughs> that that will come. Now, sure, I'm saying that from a hotel by myself and I am enjoying every second of it. But that's because... Uh, you know, it's been it's been a while uh, between drinks, uh, work wise yeah. and break wise. So now the fact that I'm you know here doing this, uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know it's 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 hard work paid off. Like we got through it, and now it's like my next focus is to because uh, I want to play club squash. That's my like, that's my fitness goal. Like I want to be able to pay penance. Like I want to get that fit again that I can actually play divisions because I would wow. love to be able to I do love that. that. I love it's... goals. I'm a big fan of goals yeah. because it's always that thing of like, you know, and that's why I'm, I, uh, what's it, the phrase? I think it's like solo sport, whatever. It's like, you know, if you aspire to it, but even if you never get there, you know, you're still going to perform better than if you didn't have yeah. any goals at all. That's well, how the, I looked at it. My last squash goal, my last squash goal was to get fitter enough to be able to consistently beat Husey. And I did do that. And it took a lot of work because at the start I couldn't come close to him because he's so fit. So it's like, you know, I think that would be my first goal again, to get fit enough to be able to beat him consistently and yeah. then uh, get into, you know, Division so it's, 7. That's my the, same goal with him and comedy. So I just need to get <laughs> consistently good enough to beat Husey, but he's just so fucking good. Man, I saw him. I give him a fucking shout out even though he doesn't need it. I saw him do a gig, half an hour of just new material. And no, no, he he's, he's good. is so funny. Yeah, He's so fucking funny. And it was the most ridiculous topics that he was going through as well. And I just couldn't stop laughing about him getting like abused on Twitter, about him going to the races, even though he's a vegan. And I, it's like all of these topics would have been a complete mess in most people's hands. Yeah. But he's just so fucking funny. And, he's and very that, good. He's very good. He seriously is, without a doubt, stand-up stand -up comedy, like... Pound for pound, he's one of one the, the best. country's best. And also, he's one of the few who gets out all the time. 
Oh, gets man. out, tries gear, it's like it's so that, fucking, it's, it's that, it's so that fucking funny. Same thing, and that's why it's just like we're back, and so we get to to work that <laughs> muscle again. He literally, the vegan, being a vegan at the races, he just kept saying, "Guys, I didn't eat the horse. I didn't eat the horse. I don't eat horses." He just kept saying that over and over. Yeah, it's oh, quite, man. Quite, oh, the man. irony of being a vegan at the races is pretty funny. Oh, that's don't get me wrong. Like it's hilarious <laughs> to be disagreeing with someone and still laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I love, it's, I love him. I really love him. But yes, uh, his squash uh, skills. He turned fifty. We should actually have a chat to him about that. He turned fifty, yeah. and this is the fucking fittest he's probably ever been. It's yeah, he's gone. He's gone. And, look, and that's what. And that's the thing. Like coming out of lockdown, because that's the other one as well. Because last time I worked in Sydney, I was eighteen kilos lighter. So it is a confronting thing. Did you to have come. to pay extra when they flew you? Yeah, yeah. I had to put my gut up in the uh, overhead carriage. They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna, and there's like they put a sticker for the warning for the baggage handler saying, you know, bend your knees, lift from, lift from the knees. Yeah, I just come out of that conveyor belt, just like, come on, pick myself up, pick myself up. So yeah, I feel so- very proud that I haven't like, you know, we were back in our early days with Fitbit when we were both the same weight that we would fling shit at each other about weight. And I feel really proud that this year I've bit my tongue a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it up. It was, it has been brutal. Cause like, even then I had like one friend who's just like, what happened? You were cut, you were killing it. What happened? And he's like, and I was like, mate, you're from Sydney. I was like, look, no excuses, but I got bunkered down and I struggled and eating food was my way of, of, of getting through parenting yeah. and homeschooling. That's what it was. I got, I got no other. He's like, but hey. yeah, but, you, but it took, it took, you, you worked so hard to get it off. I'm aware. I know. I'm aware. I fucking know. Do <laughs> you don't need, this is the thing that people who comment on that stuff, my mom included. <laughs> 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 about not you, about me, about me putting on a little bit more in this since lockdown came. I'm like, hey, 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 first of all, I, I did the work, right? I don't need the, you know, the, 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 the negative feelings that come with going back the other way, right? But it's also, it's, the whole story isn't being told by the scales. And this is my new thing for, for the next few months. If, oh, sorry, in terms of fitness update, I'm going to stop looking at the scales. I'm going to give that a crack, see yeah, how I feel about it, and start opposite. just focusing on uh, focusing. What's that? I'm the opposite. I need to get, jump on those motherfuckers every right, day right, and right. not. Okay. So I'm trying to use like uh, their clothes, like how tight or loose they feel, that as the gauges, because I feel like the scales are not good for my head, head mental health, because I literally, um, I'll go from feeling great to just putting on a couple of kilos because I maybe had a half a kilo of ice cream the night before and then immediately feeling really sad about it even though it's like a temporary shift you know what i mean yeah so i need to be careful about that so scales getting rid of them might be my way to go about it but um going back to the thing about you know uh the story yeah like it's so frustrating when people outside looking in they don't have the context to how tough it was for you to have to suddenly change your identity as a you know comedian going around the country and then parenting as it doesn't tell the story about losing the bike rides to the project every day like do you know what I mean like yeah. you know the whole fucking story and it's really easy for someone to just sit back and go ah I could do that you know what I mean oh, like like oh I can't believe it. like it was so and like no no no, no. I just want some kindness right now <laughs> like I don't I, I the voice that I don't know what say like this for you but for me the negative voice that I have is way harsher than anyone, what anyone else can say. So if you're listening, mom, fucking chill. <laughs> and by the way, my, my mom's gorgeous. She's really sweet. She's been really good with like saying things like, oh, I'm really proud of the effort you put in, as opposed to saying, I'm really proud of you losing weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's always about effort. But just the other day, she dropped the ball by saying, oh, looks like you've been enjoying your lockdown. Your cheeks are a little puffier. And I'm like, mom, I don't need that. Well, I, yeah, and so for me, it was just like, but now it's like, oh, you've really just, like, so people give you that look, which, you know, for anyone who's stacked as much as I have, it's like, oh, you, you, you the, the, the look is, and that's you projecting, is that look is, oh, you gave up. Now, that's a hard thing. That That's, that's your mind playing tricks on you, and I can say, look, you have put on weight, uh, but the thing about it is, this time it probably even hurt a bit harder because I could see it coming, and I tried to put things in place. And that's the thing, it's not like I didn't try I just maybe didn't have the willpower or enough to get there. Now, at the moment now, 
you know, there's a real momentum back and, and I'm enjoying that. But it's still, there's quite a few false starts here and there. I just thought, oh, the kids are back in school. Here we go. That wasn't the case at all. It was kind of trying to understand the landscape and also understand the after effects of what this all meant. Now, look, things can change, of course, but, you know, even just being up here in Sydney and, you know, being able to go for a walk or even then, you know, jumped in the pool this morning, like that kind of stuff is just so enjoyable and so relaxing. And, you know, that time to invest in your body again um, because you know I didn't even mention I, I went away speaking of it um, before we finish up I went away with five comedian dads that was the other one where it was it was an amazing experience not only was it fun to hang out with friends it was the first time I'd been away from my kids I would it, say all but one were previous guests of the podcast yes yes and we and I want to get the other one on um, um, but it was it was in the end, there was an amazing thing where I was like, yes, there was a lot of joking around. Yeah, the one around. was Barry Humphreys. The <laughs> it was Jerry Seinfeld. It was weird. Um, what are you doing in Anglesey? <laughs> um, What's the deal but- with Anglesey? Like, what angle do you think this sea is coming from? Do I see an angle? I Anglesey. <laughs> Good night. Try the veal. bum 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 but what was really interesting, and it is just a strong, strong, strong reminder, was uh, it was five dads really needing to talk about stuff. Like, it was amazing. Uh, it was really, there was some amazing, uh, phenomenally, and at times extremely intense discussions, which I wasn't expecting uh, at all. And not, not, I've had it with other mates, but with these group of mates being all in the industry, I just didn't uh, see it coming. And it was really, really great because there was this sense of camaraderie about, hey, you know, Let's what is it like? Uh, <laughs> oh, I was right, camaraderie. Sure. All right, buddy. <laughs> I feel like you need a win, so I'll let you have that one. <laughs> um, but it was. It was, a cra- it was the most a cra- condescending shit I've ever said. <laughs> but it's just a reminder is if you if you can, like, you know, one-on-one is great. One-on-one is great. But there, I forgot the, the dynamics of, of a group thing, like a group, men in a group talking about stuff to do with men. And it, it's it's something that, you know, you know, women get together and, you know, I, you know, I hate to gender stereotype it, but women get around and talk more than guys do. It's just, it mm. just is. It, like, I, I wish it wasn't. But it yeah. is. And that's why something like that was just, you know, it was that great. And also because it went over for a weekend rather than just like, you know, an evening on the booze. Right. You know, you're waking up in the morning together. You're going for a swim together, like swimming in the beach. Oh, my God. The, uh, just swimming in the ocean again was just absolutely amazing. Like, and just, I, uh, it clears the head. It clears everything, literally. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I haven't had a beach swim yet. Uh, but I totally agree, man. So it was like... It's a little getaway that I had with Sammy Shah and Ivan Arisigeta. So it was like, you know, the sad immigrants uh, trip. <laughs> uh, and um, the, I think Sammy mentioned it as well. Like one that was just like, you think of the stereotypical blokes weekend away versus what we were doing, which was just sitting around a laptop at one point watching uh, songs from the musical The Amer- uh, the Greatest Showman and literally crying. All three of us just tearing up watching wow. musicals. Like, like. And then this you all the made modern, love. This is the man. <laughs> this is the modern man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking strange that... But I do love that we have that vulnerability or that comfort to be vulnerable with each other without, you know, being more like my dad's generation. It was like, no, nah, come on. Let's fucking, man, let's go. You know, let's yeah. just bury our feelings until it becomes cancerous. And and to finish with this, a lot of people might be thinking this, is I was the only one not drinking. And I think... Oh, shit. Harley Breen gave me the, the greatest uh, compliment who was away with us was he continually forgot that I wasn't drinking. And he's like, you're one of those few people that who was a pretty boozer and loves his beer and still do, that there's no difference of you hanging around if you're on the beers or not. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. I, like, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I like that rather than people always second guessing whether I'm drunk or not. So in other words, how does that make you feel going forward into your sobriety for the future? Oh, that give mate, you confidence? So much confidence. Like that's mm. the one. Sure, food's been an issue, but you know, and look, I wanted to, you know, dabble on some of my vices. Uh, but with that one, it's like maybe I don't know. Maybe that one's just gone for good. And uh, what do you reckon? Is there a is there a I mean, it sounds a weird question, but is there a trick to it? Is there a thing that you can identify what you do? 
to maintain that silliness or they whatever? They laugh at me, but just make sure that you've got a drink every time they have a drink. Like, I've already kind of done this, but I, I cannot sell the advantages. I bought a slab of kombucha. Now, right. so it's just like every time we cracked over a beer, I cracked over a kombucha. And right. it was hilarious. It, I was just, it's exactly the same thing. So every time they had a kombucha, and then it was hilarious because it was a hilarious moment Then one of the lads just went, can I have a kombucha too? <laughs> yeah. So I think that for me, that's the biggest tip. And also call it when you want to go to bed. Because everyone else is not going to be tired, but you're going to be tired. So it's okay to go to bed early. Like, that's the other one where he's just like, I'm calling it. And nine out of ten times when I called it, everyone went to bed anyway. They're like, oh, fuck. Everyone's just waiting for that one person to say it. But the sober guy's going to say he wants to go to bed early because he's not pissed. <laughs> so, yeah. so. I re- for me, it has been, um, I would say back in the day, I'd be able to go till four or five o'clock in the morning. Whereas Fuck. now it's like two o'clock, one o'clock maybe <clears throat> is when I pulled the pin. And it's usually the moment when someone repeats a story that they've already said earlier that night and no one else realizes. <laughs> I'm oh, like, all right, guys, this time for Sober Dill to go to bed because yeah. nothing new is going to, nothing exciting is going to happen. Yeah, it's this, it's a hack line, but uh, yeah, seriously, nothing good happens after one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning. No, I, and I, I look at all my boozy days there was never anything great that happened after that one o'clock mine. It was only negative shit or nothing. Like, but somehow yeah. in my drinking days, I was always convinced that, nah, come on, let's stick around. Something wild might happen. You know, it's like, no. You can have good can... times between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. Can like, you, you reckon? You okay, can. No. You can, like, depending on uh, what you've consumed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it might have to do with other substances, which but, is something I never but, doubled yeah, in. After, like, I, don't tell me anything's happening good after three. Like that, yeah, that, three, that is okay. die. That's, you, you, you know, sun's two hours away. It's, it's a horrible time. So, Sweet. anyway. Uh, I think that's all the stuff I wanted to get off, uh, Ben. It's me too. It's nice to have a uh, back-to-back one-on-one catch-up. Yes, uh, it's, it's been lovely. Interstate. Who knew that we were going to do I know. a pod interstate? It's very, very weird. Uh, but I'll say it. I love being in a hotel. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that with a tell. Um, <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Just shout out. So just much. for a lot of people have been asking, uh, the next year of Patreon will come up. I know I announced it last week, but I just have, have not had time to put up the first video. I'm editing it at the moment. It's uh, quite a personal video. So so uh, once that tier comes up, that first video will be up. So just a lot of people have messaged me, hey, when's the next tier come up? It, you know, it's uh, a lot's come up between now and then, but I do have some time in Sydney to finish it off. And no, it is not me in a hotel room doing my thing. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, Patreon listener, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash pod is yes. for our Patreon. Uh, go ahead and check out some of the bonus content, uh, including the most recent one with Ben Russell about Star Trek. And yes. just before that, Jacqueline Mifsud about uh personal development books which is really we've got some great feedback on um ben your ben lemons comic on uh instagram i am dilrookj.com for all my information including uh where i'll be gigging uh including hey people listening from tasmania i might be in your town in january i've been hobart and lonnie so please keep an eye out for that when Uh, when? but also um (laughs) yeah bundle of joy on amazon prime and uh my new podcast with ed cavalli um uh dilrook's mad stack so check him out uh bye everyone love you. you